Welcome to another episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton. I'm your host, Jeremy Greer. This week's guest is Peter Cleves. You may know Peter from his work at Sony, or from his appearances on the Twin Humanities podcast, uh, or his delightful Twitter account. Peter's an extremely nice guy who, at first, did not like the Soul series whatsoever, and I will leave the rest of the episode for you to find out exactly what happened. If you'd like to come on the podcast, send me an email, dguspodcast at gmail.com, and we'll come and get you on the show. Thanks, and enjoy the episode. managed to finish uh, Dark Souls 3 pretty quick, even without having the more than the odd hour, oh. right? Because you, you finished it in a month or two, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I didn't feel very quick, it, like, compared to some of the other guys, like, obviously I was chatting to, who, like, like one of my friends, um, Gav from the You Died blog, like, he, fin- he, he was one of the ones that imported, like, the Japanese version on the Xbox, mm-hmm. so I think he'd finished it already even before we, you know, the rest of us in the UK had a chance to get hands on it. Yeah, I, re- I recorded this podcast with him a few weeks ago, and uh, and and just made my opinion known about how I was upset with it and <laughs> importing it so early. <laughs> he was he, another guy. Uh, go ahead. No, no, was, he was he was nice to us. He he didn't talk about it at all. He, he resisted temptation. Oh, I know. He was very good about like not saying any kind of spoilers yeah. whatsoever. So that was that was nice. Unlike everybody else on the internet, uh, I I must admit maybe again maybe I have a smaller circle of like friends i know who play play the souls games but it's like yeah i didn't see any spoilers really i was i was quite lucky in that sense oh nice that's i was gonna i was actually that was actually going to be my next question if you had managed just because you know namco like released the game so early and uh you know let let streamers and youtubers have, yeah. it, have access to it that a lot of that stuff was out there yeah so before beforehand i i watched all the official trailers um because i didn't i, I wanted to go in as blind as possible but Obviously, to me, seeing a boss without the context isn't a spoiler. I know to some people, obviously, that would be a spoiler. But to myself, mm-hmm. without the context, I wouldn't necessarily know, oh, this is this boss at this point. Um, as opposed to someone saying, oh, the, this boss is right here and you're going to face the boss here. Like, that's that's slightly different. That kind of ruins the, ruins the surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't watch any of the like the um, like you said the streaming beforehand or like the preview events or anything. Like that. I didn't watch any of that because that that seemed too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found myself watching one of uh, Vadi's videos where he's like literally playing through the first part of the game, and uh, he gets to the point where he's in Firelink and he's like talking to NPCs, and I'm like, why? Why am I watching this? I don't. Ha- the game's not out for like two weeks. <laughs> what am I doing to myself? This is dumb. And just backed out of the YouTube video. Oh yeah, mm. no, I mean. Obviously, I, I again learning about the Souls community. I obviously gather like Varty's quite well respected, um, but then yeah, like you said, he was putting out these videos like early reviews, and it's a bit like, why are you doing this? It seems a bit even even to myself, it seemed a bit odd at mm-hmm. that point. Well, what's your what's your history with the Soul series? When we start from the from Sounds the very beginning. beginning. So one of the one of the cues I actually wanted to come on come on and guest on the show was to acknowledge the fact that like obviously we've you've had guests on the show where 
they've gone into one of the Souls early Souls games where it'd be Demon Souls or Dark Souls, um, and they've either gone progressed with it really well or they've bounced off it and then come back to it like a later stage. Um, I wanted to acknowledge the fact that I actually probably right at the other end of the spectrum, where initially I was actually almost like anti Souls. Um, okay. I was actually almost, <laughs> and there's a story you find out, and I'll, try, I'll explain before everyone like gets their nooses out and tries to uh, <laughs> hang me. Because I because I love the Souls games now. I I adore them. I, like I um I just think they're really like I'm very much a mechanics guy, and we'll obviously get into this later. But I just think they're just really excellent action RPGs. Um, and and I acknowledge that I was wrong. Um, but let me let me if you indulge me, I'll explain. Um, sure. So where uh, so Demon Souls completely passed me by. Um, at that stage of my life, I was primarily a PC player. I did have a PlayStation Three, but I was, wasn't playing it much. Uh, and that was before I'd, I got my current job uh, working for Sony. Um, so a lot of my time, I was on the PC and I was playing like online shooters. So like I was part of a clan that played Team Fortress Two a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And then, so like I said, so Demon Souls kind of passed me by. Um, and then around the time, just before Dark Souls 1 came out, uh, my son was born. So I kind of said, I'm going to have to like give up online gaming. I've got obviously other priorities now. Plus, I can't guarantee the times that I can play when, you know, obviously my son needs feeding at odd hours or, uh, you know, interrupt his sleep patterns and things like that. Um, so around that time, like I said, uh, this was before, like, I was on Twitter or had like any other massive forms of like social media to, to like chat to people. So my primary form of chatting to other people about games was on forums. Um, so like I had the the clan forum of the clan that I said I was in for Team Fortress Two, um, and various other sort of you know like game facts forums and things around around the internet. Um, and some of my friends on the forums were going started talking about this game, Dark Souls. Um, and how great it was, and they were kind of recommending it to myself, to like saying, "Oh, I really think like, I really think you would enjoy this." And like, I these were people I generally did like have similar interests in games with. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this stage, I didn't like I said, I didn't know anything about the game. Um, I didn't know what it was, what the premise was, um, and the two things that came out of it from just these chats on the forums were that a it was very hard, which you know is kind of part and parcel of the game now. Um, and two that it basically this is gonna sound a bit odd, but you couldn't pause the game. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and I know, like, and now obviously now I completely understand that's because of like the invasion mechanic and the messages mechanic and just just the fact that like it's it's an online most mostly like not online always but like mostly online game. But I think, mm-hmm. but I think even at that stage, that was fairly rare for like a primarily single player game. Like obviously, like I said, I was playing online shooters that were always online, but it still seemed a bit odd to be playing a console game that was always online. Um, but but anyway, but the fact was, no one explained that to me clearly. So all I was getting out of this was like, uh, the game was hard. It would punish you. You know, you would lose progress. You could, you know, lose all your souls. Um, and then you couldn't pause, and then they were going on about these forty-minute boss fights, which I gather was probably on scene as Smo. Um, but again, <laughs> I, I, I just—I would imagine so. Um, 
So they don't sound like they were doing a good job of selling the game to you. <laughs> well, the, thing is, the, the thing is, they were generally being enthusiastic about it. But to me, especially, like I said, we having just had a new one, and I was like, why on earth would I play this? This sounds awful. Why would I want to play a game where, like, potentially I could play for, you know, if I only have half an hour of game time and I can lose all my progress at the end of that, then I've achieved nothing. So why? And I can't even, if, if my son wakes up, I can't even pause it. I can't put the controller down and walk off safely. Um, obviously to go 10 for my son and then so like I didn't mean to but this actually caused like this massive like argument on this forum I was on so it's like you had the, the Dark Souls players who were going oh no that's you can't pause the game that would like ruin the immersion it would ruin the atmosphere um, and then I kind of like had this other group with which I was part of where it's like yeah but we we are you know to lack of a better word gamers we play video games we have real world priorities. There was there were times when the real world has to take, you know, we have to go do things in the real world. I was like, so with the boss example, I was like, yeah, but what happens if you're 20 minutes into that and then like the po- the doorbell rings and you have to go get the post or something? You can't pause the game, so you're just gonna lose. You're just gonna lose. You can't um, you can't stop when you're already 20 minutes in. That seemed really like frustrating, and I wasn't even playing the game. <laughs> You know, you telling the story makes it makes me realize how frustrating it must have been to my wife when I would explain to her. Like, she'd be like, "All right, let's go. We gotta go do a thing." And I'm like, "I'm in the middle of a boss fight. I can't pause." <laughs> <laughs> I never really thought about it from the other side of that before, but yeah, that must be really frustrating. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and then like some of them were like counter arguing back saying like oh you can't pause but you can pretty much save at any point you just quit out of the game and it saves you like almost instantly at a point which trust me that's actually a really great feature i use that all the time now um mm-hmm. but then it's just like it just caters back and forth like well how and then like the other people are going well how is that immersive that's not immersive that's just that's just even worse that's even worse than pausing it um and they were like going, oh no but pausing would give you time to work things out and think your strategy through and you know it wouldn't give you this it would give you a respite and it's like yeah, but then, okay, just do the pause screen where it's like a black screen. You can't do anything. You can't interact with your inventory or anything like that. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> it it, it kind of came clear that, like, from no one was selling it. Like you said, no one was really selling it to me. And I was like, no, I, this doesn't sound like a game for me. Um, so then a year, a year passed by. My son got a bit older. His sleeping power settled down. You know, ate more regularly. Uh, this is around the time Dark Souls 2 was coming out. So again... The same people I was talking to were like, oh my god, Dark Souls 2 is coming out. I'm going to take the day off work. Going to, you know, uh, really looking forward to playing this. And they were still, and they were fair. They were, you know, being nice. They were still saying, you should really still try Dark Souls. And I was like, I'm not, again, like maybe, I don't know. Um, so what I did was um, I picked up Demon Souls um, on the PSN store for like when it was in a sale and it was quite cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I kind of want to acknowledge the fact that I went in with a negative mindset. I kind of went in wanting to dislike the game because, like, I built yeah, it up. Yeah, because you had kind of heard all this bad stuff about. Yeah, it, so. I built it up <laughs> into my head that was like, I am not going to enjoy this. This is silly. Right. So, Demon Souls. So, you have to forgive me. It was quite a while ago, and I've, my memory is quite hazy of it. So, I I kind of got through like the opening area, and I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't find it too bad. I didn't find it so hard. Like, yes, I di- obviously. There were bits when I died. I remember uh, the the first Red Knight, Red Eye Knight, wherever that is. I'm not sure which area it was. Yeah, yeah, he just like destroyed me, and I was just like, okay, I'm not going that way. Um, 
And I did actually kind of like the 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 open not, not open area um the exploration aspects of it. I like the like oh I want to know what's down there, but there's a really tough enemy there, so maybe I'll come back there later. Um, mm-hmm. And so I went through. I killed. Is it the phalanx? The the sort of black blob. Yeah, boss. the phalanx. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I kind of just like chucked all my firebombs in here, and he died. And it didn't feel very like rewarding. Um, it just like because I read a message on the force say try fire, so I was like, okay, I'll just throw 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 all my firebombs in, <laughs> and he died. And I was like, okay. Um, Props to you for actually like reading a message I, and then like implementing a message. I would read that stuff and go like, say try fire, and I'd be like. What? What? Do you, what? Do you, where's? I don't have a fire button. <laughs> I I love the message systems. I think it's great, and I am the guy who will try every single illusionally war message just in case. Just in case, I I will do it anyway. I don't care. Um, I did jump down. The, the, one of the first messages again in Demon Souls was like, I was hard. It was like try try jumping. So I did, and I died. Uh, <laughs> I kind of learned from that one. One of my one of actually like there's some one of my favorite ones from Demon Souls again was like. I don't know if it's one of the first um, environmental traps. You're going up like a, you're going up a ramp, and then you kind of circle around, and there's a boulder comes down at you. I don't know where. Mm-hmm. But um, oh man, it's been a while. Uh, I know, ex- I know where you're at. Yeah, yeah, that's in one one. Or yeah, one, it's one. one of, it's one, one of the very. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't get you. You that's the story you progress. You see, I didn't get very far. Um, but I like <laughs> the fact that like there was a note by the wall, and I ran up to the wall, read it, and he said, "Turn around." So I turned around and got flattened by the boulder, which I lo- which actually I did find quite funny. Um, it was all, uh, it, it was funny, but it was also sort of frustrating in a sort of well that felt cheap. Like how how was I meant to know about? Do you mean? I was like, how was I meant? To, but anyway, um, so I got to an area. This is like a really good set piece, and like obviously quite a good spectacle. So like it's the, it's where you're on a bridge in a castle, and the dragon comes down and strafes the bridge with fire. Oh yeah, yeah. So, like, just that as a sort of, like, set piece is just like, oh, wow, okay, that's kind of cool. Um, so I found, like, there's a path underneath the bridge or, like, through the, like, there's a way to avoid the dragon. Uh, so you kind of got through. Sure. Got to yeah. a point, I can't remember where, but I got to a point, And then suddenly, you know, the, the sign came out saying, I've been invaded. And I was like, oh, okay, what do I do now? I barely know what I'm doing as it is. Um... So I was like standing around looking for this invader. I was like, I don't even know what really what I'm looking for. And then obviously a big guy in, in red appears at the other end of the, like the far end of the bridge, the bridge where I've just come across. And he starts running across, and the dragon comes down, strafes the bridge, uh, and he just ran through it. He didn't even. Bl- it, oh shit! I, I, I think I think he knocked him down. He stood up, drank an esters, and kept running. I was just like, what's the point? I, I barely know what I'm doing. This guy clearly like can just run through that. He's just gonna destroy me. What's <laughs> I'm doing? I've been doing this game all wrong. <laughs> um, so yeah, so he, I wasn't trying to like hide or anything. Uh, he came ran ran up to me. No, 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 no gestures. No, no quarter. He just ran up to me, killed me, done. Um, and then so that like again, to me that felt quite frustrating. I was like, well, that seems unfair. It's like there's no way I was ever gonna like beat him i didn't even know what i was doing um and then on the way back uh i i think i got ambushed by a pack of dogs and i died so i lost all my souls and then that was then that was the the, the you know the that was the that death. was the breaking point yeah like, it was just like well, yeah, I've, lo- I've done exactly what i said i've like i spent half an hour on this game i've lost all my progress fuck it uh put it down and go back to it it was doing it kind of like 
in my head it was like proving my point. It was like, oh, I'd been proved right. This is nonsense. Why would anyone enjoy this? Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, now I have to skip on quite a few years. Um, I got, I was fortunate enough to get a job at Sony for working for PlayStation. Um, so and then obviously Bloodborne was coming around, and again, I knew of it. I knew like it, you know the developers um, and the their previous work on the Souls games. Um, but this time... So, so wait, just just to just to hold up for a second. Sure. Like, you played Demon Souls and then got frustrated and then just did not play another, play another one until Bloodborne came about. No. I just want to make sure I got yeah, that Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. Okay, I, okay. I didn't, excellent. I, I just thought it wasn't for me. I just wasn't seeing the appeal at all. Um, mm-hmm. Being, being like, pre, like, prejudging as I was beforehand. Um, so, yeah, so... As like again, one of the f- the nice perks of having the job I have is that we any game that's published by Sony, any sort of first party game, which Bloodborne technically was, um, we got like a free copy of. So nice. That's obviously like that's nice, you know, obviously uh, minimum effort on my part. Um, and then the topic of like, there was a bunch of guys in my work who again had never played the Souls games, but we all like, oh, let's. Let's all play Bloodborne together. Go through it, to, you know. Not not uh, cooperative, but in a sense of like, you know, playing it all. The same. It's, it's one of the nice things about the Souls. It's one of the best things I've enjoyed about Dark Souls Three. Is actually going through it with people. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh yeah, the community you get where you can you know actually like talk to people as you're playing a game is is unmatched in video games. Yeah, to yeah. Like that. That. Oh my God! Did you catch this? Like, especially Bloodborne. Because everybody I knew in, that was playing Bloodborne apparently got kidnapped, and I didn't. So, like, people were telling me things like, I can't believe you can't... Have you found this area? And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so, which is a lot of fun. Like, that sounds bad, but it's it's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, the... Like, what is now, like, a fairly common thing. of The whole thing of, like, you will breeze past a boss, and then all your other friends will be stuck in it for ages, and then you'll come across a boss that you're really stuck on and they'll be like, no, that was really easy. Well, you know, what's the problem? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that aspect of it as well. Like the, depending on your play style, different, different things, um, maybe, you know, maybe play differently or you have to change your tactics. Um, but, so Bloodborne, apart from, you know, the visually it's great. I got, I think I got on much better, like with the combat initially because, I guess Demon Souls, like it was, it'd been quite a while since I played Demon Souls, but obviously at the time, if I guess it felt probably quite slow, and obviously the, you know, as you know, the combat for Bloodborne is obviously much faster, and it feels a little bit more accessible. Like, obviously there are mechanics you have to understand, um, but having having played other like sort of uh, like games like Devil May Cry, it had that kind of like slashing mentality. Although, yeah, obviously okay. you have to worry about you have to take into account stamina bars and all that sort of thing um but yeah it was just but like go on sorry. stuff like that's very is more forgiving when it comes to like your combat and everything like you can cancel out of actions and you can like yes the, action games to me are, are just a lot more forgiving in what you can do with your character than even bloodborne which is pretty simplified from the souls i mean not simplified that's a hard word to use but like it's it's much faster and it's much more approachable as an action game. Um, even still has like those weird things that you need to like. If you press attack, you're probably going to continue that attack no matter what happens. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I think, I think obviously the regain mechanic of 
like it, not it, like you can make a mistake and you might be able to like uh recover some of that some of that mistake if that makes sense obviously worse in other games if like what well, other Dark Souls games if you make a mistake you can get <laughs> severely punished for it and then that's that's kind of it um don't get me wrong obviously it happens in Bloodborne too uh but I think the sense of having these other people at work who were going through the game at the same time who hadn't played the game as well really helped um and obviously hearing you know when you hear someone else complete it, it's kind of like a challenge it's like oh well if he, he can do it then I must be able to do it um and similarly actually like because you could you kind of get that that's quite common in the souls uh community so like from from an outsider looking in on the souls community you'll see you get you hear about all these stories of people doing it you know uh one bros and the, the crazy stories of the guy the guy you completed without getting hit and stuff like that um <laughs> yeah it's just like <laughs> no bonfire which, runs and yeah like yeah that. which is com- which is completely crazy and i'm not you know, I think like most people say, I'm not the best at video games. I'm, there's no way in hell I could ever do that. Um, but it's just kind of like, it's the mentality of like, well, if someone else can do that, then it must, you know what I mean? What I'm doing with my level 120 character who feels a bit over-leveled, I must be able to do it. I must be just doing something slightly wrong. I just have to change something slightly. So yeah, and then, like I said, so having, knowing someone that's completed it as well, it gives you that extra sort of drive to do it. Um yeah, and then Bloodborne, yeah, was the the entry point for me. So like that was once I'd played Bloodborne, I was like, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, <laughs> so uh, so once you once you finished Bloodborne, did you go back and like like find a copy of Dark Souls One for the PC or PS3 or whatever, and then like, okay, now I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna am I actually I'm actually gonna sit down and do it? Did you go all the way back to Demon Souls? Like, so, what was the next? No, step? not quite. So, uh, so as a, as a brief point i finished bloodborne um and then this was actually around the time when i met cj and paddy from the, the twin humanities podcast so actually they actually approached me initially about uh playing destiny with them it wasn't about playing dark souls um i i i kind of knew of them beforehand um but obviously like i said before bloodborne i wasn't into souls i wasn't like listening to the their podcast or anything or to other to other souls based uh, podcasts um, yeah, I, I would imagine like that'd be like me listening to a Destiny podcast. <laughs> I don't like, I've, and I've played Destiny, but like, I just I don't I'm not into it as much that I need to talk about it or hear other people talk about it. So I, I completely understand that. Yeah. So as it happened, CJ uh, approached me to help. He'd, he'd already built God Group together to do one of the raids in Destiny, where you need six six guys to do uh, six people, I should say, to go and do like one of the harder missions. Um, and he wanted me to to sort of help lead them through because obviously they're all relatively new and I'd done it before uh, and that's kind of how I met like I said how I proverbially met CJ and Paddy um, and then obviously talking to them and listening to, going back and listening to some of their earlier podcasts um, I heard obviously CJ was quite passionate about Dark Souls 2 um, and I uh, uh, so I went, I, so I didn't go back straight back to Dark Souls or Demon Souls. I actually went back to... I got a copy of Scholar on the First Sin on PS4. And I must admit, I went in quite uh, quite nervous. Because apart from CJ, it felt like... as Again, as an outsider, it kind of felt like everyone was really down on Dark Souls 2. Um, do, do, like, I, I think that's fairly 
Is that fairly common? Oh yeah, absolutely. There was for whatever reason the uh, the the community as a whole just decided to hate Dark Souls too. Whether it yeah. was the Miyazaki touch or like a lo- an elevator went up instead of like a different direction or whatever. Yeah. Like they the, the community chose some real dumb shit to. And, and then the the thing when they announced Scholar, um, everybody thought that oh well now they're just milking money from us like they're 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 just redoing this game the way it should have been and they should have released it like this to begin with and like there was a there was a backlash definitely, I think, in talking to people now it seems like there's not as many people that think that I think they finally come around on the game but yet at the time definitely like people were like this is trash and people being stupid internet people well, so. so this is the thing so um so I went so. I was quite nervous about going to Dark Souls 2, both for that reason, because like I said, I'd heard quite negative things about it, and also just the fact that I was coming from Bloodborne, so I was kind of like, oh, is it going to be like slow and clunky, and like, am I going to have to have a shield up all the time and just um, progress quite slowly? Um, but I didn't actually find that at all. Like, I, I did, I started as the, is it swordsman or mercenary, the, the dual-handed, dual-wielding class. I can't remember which one. Oh. I'll go sorcerer, swordsman. Sword. I, don't, I don't remember all the classes, yeah. so I don't, I don't know for sure. Because, um, because again, I was kind of like, oh, I don't want a shield. I don't want to hide behind something. I wanted like a, a fast character. Um, and I think actually playing the scholar version, version, because it was, it was on sixty frames per second, so it didn't feel slow at all. It felt fine. It, it, it felt absolutely fine. I didn't have a problem at all. And I'm kind of glad you mentioned about like the lift because I, I like the lore of the games, but I'm like I said, I'm much more of a mechanics guy. Like, so I didn't even, like, register that I'd gone up an elevator to, like, Lava lava Castle. I was just like, <laughs> yeah. I, like, uh, I think this goes back to what I was saying before. I was like, this is a video game. This is just the, the fire level or the lava. You know what I mean? I was just like, it's just Bowser's Castle. I don't... Okay, it's just, it's just... Yeah, you didn't click about how you got there. Yeah, who, yeah. Who cares? I, like, I went down, a, I went down a, a, a pipe, and now I'm in a, like, a in a, you know, a sea world. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, who exactly. Cares? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly, because it's like... Uh oh god, what's it called? The the lake with all the singing ladies. I can't remember what it's called. I'm really bad at location. The names. Shrine of Ra- Shri- Shrine of Romana. Yeah, I really like that. But again, like you said, it's it's just like it just felt like a water level. It I I really like that level. Um but there was no like like ooh, why is there a lake here? Or like what's the significance? Although I, I understand there is some sort of law significance. Don't get me wrong, I do like the lore, I do read like item descriptions, I try and work out the story roughly, um, but like, I think it's quite interesting, like, I I feel like I'm quite environmentally blind, and what I mean by that is that like, I'll go into a room and I'll say, okay, there's three enemies there, there's a shiny object up there that I need to get, and there might be like a door over there that I need to check out, so let's go, kill those guys, get that thing, open the door. Um, whereas, like, at some points I was playing with CJ in co-op, and he'd walk into a room and be like, Oh, I wonder how that person, like this, that body where the where the shiny object is. Like, oh, I wonder how he died. I wonder if he died and then like, <laughs> and then like these enemies came here looking for him, or did he? Did, were they already there and they killed him? I'm just like, I've never stopped to think about that. This is just a room with enemies to me. Um, and like one of the one of my favorite examples of that is in in the gutter where there's one point where again to me the gutter was just like it's like not not a sewer level but it's like you know a creepy dark dank level yeah it's it's uh, it's the, the 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 required swamp for every souls game <laughs> yeah every souls game has to have a swamp and yeah um so again there's one point where i'm just like crash crash through a roof crash through a roof oh there's some enemies here killed him ran out 
And it wasn't until late, like much later on when I completed the game, and I was watching like some lore videos about the gutter and the rotten, uh, where they're going on about oh, the gutter's where everyone casts their stuff, and basically, like they they've tried to make like a living down there. They've built all these houses. They have, um, you know, and then like I just it, it kind of came to realization that like I've actually literally bust into someone's house, killed them all, broke all their shit, and run off. Just like yeah, I'm, I'm the chosen undead. Let's keep, let's keep going. I'm like, I felt I didn't quite feel quite bad after that. I was like, oh my god, I never thought about that. I just these are just enemies in my way. I don't think about that sort of thing. Um, definitely feeling definitely feeling like the hero of the story at that yeah, point. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so about like like you said about Dark Souls Two, I don't, I, I I don't know. I didn't understand the the dislike for it. It, I love Dark Souls 2. I think it's great. Uh, it's, it's in one of my top 10 games of all time. Like, yes, yes. if you asked me to rank them, I would probably put Dark Souls 3 and Bloodborne higher, but I still value, I still think it's really good. Um, and it was just interesting, having completed it, then going back and talking to some other people I know in the Souls community and be like, so what didn't you like about Dark Souls 2? And they'd be like, oh, it, it did this, but Dark Souls did this better. And I was like, but I haven't played Dark Souls 1, so like, could you like critique it without referencing Dark Souls 1 and they were like yeah but it's just not as good as Dark Souls 1 but I was like but I haven't played Dark Souls 1 I don't understand Um, and I think like you said I think actually the perception is that people liked it it just didn't live up to like quite like high expectations I guess Um, but I don't know like I don't know if like going backwards like I don't Maybe I'll go to Dark Souls and it'll blow my mind. I don't know. Because, so, so sorry, to get to your point, I have not gone back to Dark Souls 1 or Demon's Souls yet. I, okay. I definitely plan to mm-hmm. at some point. Um, but, like, so, having completed Bloodborne, I did pretty much went straight into Dark Souls 2. Uh, and then I pretty much went straight from Dark Souls 2 to Dark Souls 3. So I was kind of like, I feel like, you know, I've obviously enjoyed my time in the games, but I do feel a bit burnt out on them, having, like, sort of, gone quite hard on the, all of the three games in a row so like oh yeah i mean that's that's a lot of video games then <laughs> for as different as they are like you know there's there's significant differences between all three of those but like there's some core similarities that you're like you know what i'm saying like you're they're just they're not the same game but they play a lot alike and like the the, the kind of the the challenge in all of them is will wear you out sometimes you just need to be like okay now I'm just going to go do a quest in The Witcher where I don't have to do anything yeah, except, yeah, like, yeah. tell, you know, to, to, to say funny things. That's all I have to do. So I, I, I completely understand it. I, I've known guys and I've known people that binged all three Souls games one after the other, and it's like, okay, God, I can't play anymore. <laughs> so let's take a break. <laughs> That's no big deal. Yeah, I mean, as well, there was definitely a point in Dark Souls 2 where, like, I wanted to finish. It's you know the Scholar first thing is it's it's quite a big like they're all big games, but you know what I mean. Like it's bigger than I realized. Um, I thought like, oh, I'll have loads of time to complete before Dark Souls Three comes out. Um, but in the end, I think I missed uh, the Crown of the Sunken King. I had to, I did everything else apart from Crown of the Sunken King. I just didn't have a chance to get around to it. So, like, like again, I probably will go back at some point. Um, but yeah, it was just. I mean, that's fine. Like the Crown of the Sunken King is good, but the other two DLCs, I'd probably put above both of those. Yeah, yeah. I... You. you... Sorry, you mentioned you were a mechanics guy, so I'm, I'm getting the idea that like you're not going on YouTube and like looking up like lore videos or or anything like uh, that. I tend, Are you, um... I do tend to after I've completed it. I'm not it mainly mainly to get an understanding because I I yeah like I said I'm quite like I said environmentally blind. I don't quite 
I get the overall gist of what I'm meant to be doing, but there'll be such finer, there'll be such like smaller, finer points that I didn't understand. So, like for example, like in Bloodborne, I, uh, I actually managed to do all three endings. So I even did the the Blood Moon boss. I can't remember his name. Uh, the Moon Presence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I did that, but I, I didn't, I did not understand what the hell was going on after that, after that cutscene. I was just like, well, I don't. I, I, I'm, I'm a slug now. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I did look up to quite a few lore videos about it to, to expand. I was like, oh, okay. Um, I must admit, like, again, about lore, like, I, don't be wrong, Bloodborne's a great game. I'd loved it totally. And I really liked the, the twist in it. I probably actually was enjoying it more when it was a straight up, your hunter kill beasts story. Um, which makes me wonder if, like, I'd probably, like, a, like a you know a, a Castlevania game in this like style or something like that. Um, I just I just like the idea of being a beast hunter, and then when it turns out this big twist of you know you know not things aren't as you seem. Um, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's interesting because you're the you're the first person I've recorded with so far that that has said that. Most people are, are very much into the idea of uh, like all that Lovecraftian stuff. Uh, so um, and th- there's nothing wrong with it. Like I'm not calling you out or anything. I oh promise, no no but, uh, yeah. It's it, it's interesting, like because uh, the Castlevania games are often compared to Dark Souls. Like I always hear that Dark Souls is basically like a 3D Symphony of the Night, and I'm kind of like you with Dark Souls One on Symphony of the Night. I'm like, can you explain what that means to me without using the word Symphony of the Night? Because I haven't <laughs> actually played that game <laughs> to completion. Like maybe just help me a little bit. Um, yeah, so, <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know. I've never like Lovecraftian. Again, I've heard of Cthulhu, but I've never really read any of his works. It's never really resonated with me. Um, because obviously, clearly, I have a simple mind and I can't comprehend these great ones. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, th- I think Parvi came to like was Parvi was like enemy design as well. So when you're facing off against like giant beasts, it's kind of like I don't know, that's fine. Uh, but when you're facing off against like Abriatus, she's kind of like just a like a weird blob with tentacles. It's a bit weird. It's just like I don't know what you are. Um. Yeah, and then like I don't know which bit. Yeah, you know, there's there's a thing of like I'm not sure which bits can hit me. So, um, another example would be like um, Yudix Gundir in Dossal's Freeze. Like, uh, I I don't know the 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 black goopy stuff that comes out of him. It's just like it just felt like it obscured the camera, and I'm kind of like I don't get if I'm meant to be hitting that or your body or what. I just didn't particularly actually like particularly like that bit. I preferred it when he was just a straight-up knight trying to kill me, and then it's like, okay. Um, plus, like, a... did you find the second? Did you find the fight later where he's just a yes, straight-up knight? Yes, yes, I did. Yes, <laughs> I think that's a much better fight. Yeah. Personally. Like he's the second half of that of that fight where he just gets super aggressive and does not stop coming off of you. I think is coming after you is is super cool. Like it's just a, such a it's such a fun fight. Yeah, yeah. It, I have a hard time with those, like, uh, I think they're called, like, the Puss of Men enemies, like, with the big black yeah. gloopy things, and they, sh- yeah, they show up several times, and I, like you saying, like, just, where do I hit you? Where are you trying to hit me from? What What is going on on the screen? Like, uh, there, there's a fight later in Dark Souls 3 in the dragon area, the dragon peak, that has a similar problem, where, like, it's just a huge, giant beast, and you can barely understand what's happening on the screen. Yeah, um, um I had real issues with the camp, like, I must admit, one of the things that like I got frustrated with in Dark Souls particularly was the camera. Um, there were quite a few instances where, like you said, so like both that boss you're talking about and 
Oh, we're okay to talk spoilers. I assume we, it's pretty absolutely. Yeah, I think yeah, I think free. this is going to come out quite soon, like quite a long way after Dark Souls come out now. So should you? So like the two, and, and even and even then, like I tell people at the beginning of the show, like, hey, we talked about Dark Souls three. Like, if you're listening to this instead of playing Dark Souls three, go play Dark Souls three. What are you doing? <laughs> that's, that's not a good idea. Uh, so I, I did not the twin princes. I did not. I did not enjoy that fight at all, because every time they teleported, it would take me about five seconds to work just work out where they were in the room it's like because obviously it breaks the lock on which is okay i kind of i kind of get why mechanically you might do that but then it was just like is he directly behind me is he about to hit me is he over there casting a spell i can't work out where he is and it's just like it was just frustrating like um it didn't feel fun like you know it didn't feel like it felt a bit cheap it's like oh now i can't do anything and then similarly like saying for the dragon boss uh i'm talking about the nameless king here like yeah, which actually it's a boss fight I really enjoyed, but like I said, the camera kind of frustrated me because there'll be instances when obviously his dragon would fly up, and I'm like, I can't tell if he's directly above me and he's going to breathe fire down, or he's flown off and he's going to do a charge attack. I can't work out where he is, and that sounds dumb, but it would take me, you know, it, it takes a few seconds to pan up, um, and that's enough time to be like, if you weren't, you know, if you hadn't started running in those few seconds, that would probably be enough for the, the flame to hit you. Uh, so that felt a bit like frustrating. Um, and it, and it feels like a trial of like your camera control skill before you actually fight the, the real boss. And the real boss, I think, is really, really fun, or would be a lot more fun if you could just go directly to him. <laughs> that The first half of that fight like is really kind of annoying because you know, it's, it's not particularly difficult. It's just hard to control the camera during it, and, which makes it seem like it's more difficult yeah, than it actually definitely. is. Mm-hmm. I get that with Bloodborne a lot. Like There's some enemies in Bloodborne, specifically bosses, uh, that... Like you just like they're just huge, <laughs> like in yeah. huge, they, they're all kind of like, um, like thinking of stuff like not the blood starved beast, but um, dog beast fall. I'm sorry, dog dog beast fall. Parl, yes, fall, like fall. that's that's one that I, I have not ever been able to fight with any kind of consistency because like it's just a yeah, mess of like, weirdness just everywhere. <clears throat> see, I was quite lucky because I think I beat him first time, but I. I put my hand up and say I don't know what I was doing. I was pretty much under his body the whole time, not 100% sure what was going on. Because I was just like going slashing and just hoping for the best, and it kind of worked. Um, but yeah, like you said, the cam was going nuts. Um, there was once, once in Dark Souls 2 as well where it was the first time I, I fought the Smelter Demon. And obviously like, he's got a reputation of being like a relatively hard boss anyway. Um, but I actually had him down to a good, I don't know, maybe 10% health left. And then the camera literally got stuck in the wall. It wasn't, I couldn't move it. I was just like, I can't see where I am. I can't see where he is. And I can't get the camera out of the wall. And I died. I was just like, it's it's just pain. Like those those little things can like take away from it. Um, But I'm not a, like, like I was saying earlier, I'm not like great. I'm not a a sucker for punishment. I will, I've no problems with like summoning in help. Uh, As it happened in Bloodborne, uh, I actually went through the whole game pretty much solo, only because I didn't understand how summoning worked. Um, <laughs> I didn't even know. I didn't. Even and summoning and summoning was kind of broken. So uh, that, that yeah, help exactly. Either. Well, exactly. Yeah, I think we tried it once with the password system, and it, at that point, it didn't work. So we didn't we didn't know about things like like the soul level or whatever the equivalent is in Bloodborne, Blood Blood Echo level, uh, where you had to be within certain levels with each other. I just didn't. Un- we just didn't know about that. So it was just like we didn't understand why it wasn't working. Um. Then in Dark Souls 2, I 
for like for certain bosses i was doing it like i said cj and paddy were just kind of like helping me out in a sort of oh well you know we'll show you around we know the game so like they helped me out i remember with the, the rune sentinels because i remember thinking like wow this would be quite tough on your own because it's the whole point of like having three of them at once to, to deal with whereas where it gets fairly trivial when you have loads you have two other guys helping you um and then any, any other uh boss that like had npc summons i'd summon them i didn't care um like obviously in, in two it felt a bit more like they felt like there was someone in it for virtually every boss whereas in three um it felt more like in three actually felt more like a reward because it kind of felt like they were only there if you'd done sufficiently in their that particular character's quest line so mm-hmm. so there was so like for the last half of it i didn't have any summons because i couldn't because <laughs> I, I really like, messed up every quest line um which is fine it's interesting that you say that about dark souls 2 because uh most of those summons were added after a- added for the scholar version uh like in the, oh, in the vanilla okay. version it was just one or two and they were kind of scattered around so one of the, one of the things that like again to go on about two one of the things that we like about two is like how scalable it is because like i said i had no qualms about summoning and help i don't care like I, I'm kind of like sorry, I don't know. It's going, it's going to mechanics. I'm like, there's a summoning mechanic in the game. Why wouldn't you use it? I don't understand. Do you mean unless you, you're deliberately giving yourself a challenge? Um, but even things like the bonfire aesthetics, which again I didn't personally use, but I liked that it was there. I liked the idea that like if you wanted that extra challenge, if you wanted the extra items or souls or whatever it was, you can just throw an item onto the bonfire and it makes everything a bit harder. I I just thought that was really neat. Um, Sure, they, they, like Dark Souls Two is such a such an interesting game because it um it introduces a lot of like really great things to the Soul series that were subsequently completely ignored, and then but like some things came over like the like the easy summoning system um which later turned into just a password system instead of having yeah. to use like a ring or something. But uh you know like bonfire aesthetics are a great great example of that of something that I really wish was in Dark Souls Three. Like I wish I could go fight or in um or even in bloodborne like i wish i could go resurrect one of those bosses without having to you know play the entire game over yeah again, exactly which is kind of ridiculous yeah mm-hmm. I, t- I totally understand that dark souls 2 is gonna think is gonna end up being like a weird footnote in souls history that a lot of people are gonna really really like and i think a lot of the badness i think is eventually just gonna drop off <clears throat> yeah that's what i hope anyway like i said i kind of i kind of get the impression like at first, it felt like everyone was down there, and now you kind of get the impression of like everyone's like, "Oh no, it was good, but..." And there's always a but, and it's always it never to be refers back to Dark Souls One, <laughs> um, which is fine. Like, don't get me wrong; I'm obviously not saying people can't critique it in that way. They can. That's a perfectly valid criticism. It's just obviously, like, like you said about Symphony Night, it doesn't resonate with cells because we don't. I haven't experienced that, so I don't know. Like, <laughs> um, I remember being quite. Um, quite quite sniffy about the old dragon slayer boss in dark souls 2 because i i think he hit me once and i was a bit like what was that that wasn't a boss fight paddy got so annoyed like because uh, i was talking to him and he was like <laughs> you don't understand you do not understand who that is <laughs> you do not understand the significance of that guy turning up there i'm like no i don't I, he was just a, a guy he's just, just a guy a, with a spear yeah, yeah yeah um <laughs> how was that in uh how was playing dark souls 3 which is just like completely full of of references back to dark souls 1 like did you look that stuff up later and go yeah. like oh that's why this was presented like it was a big deal but i had no idea what they were talking about absolutely i mean there's obviously there's uh there's obviously that the famous location reveal 
where even 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 without playing, I've heard of that area, and I was kind of like, oh wow, okay, that seems pretty. You know, that seems like they'd be pretty significant. Um, but then having defeated the boss in that area, uh, you can go up to um, spoilers. You can go up to Gwendolyn's room. And like it, to me, it's an empty mm-hmm. room. I had no idea what I was like. Is there a moment to be doing something here? Is this like a covenant or something? I didn't. I didn't understand. <laughs> I had to look. Like you said, I had to look it up later. I was be like, oh, okay. I still don't really know the significance of Gwyndall. I'm just like, okay, there was a character there, and then in Dark Souls one. Um, so like, yeah, a really good example of that was I can't remember the area name again, but it's full of like big black statues of demons. Um, it's like oh, uh, the smoldering lake. Oh yeah. no, demons ruin, demon ruins. Yeah, yeah. I can't. Yeah, but I like I went through that whole way convinced, like absolutely hundred percent convinced that one of them was going to come alive at some point. So I'm like going up to them and like poking them because I because he had that like with the golems in uh, Dark Souls Two. I was like I was just convinced, like because I think even I think even some of them had glowing eyes. I was like, you are so coming alive, you are so going to like just mess me up when I turn my back up or something. Um. And then I got, yeah, and then, like you said, I got through the air and I was like, what? So what were those? What, what was the point of those? And so I had to look at them and it's a bit like, oh, they're the tourists. Is it tourists? I don't know. They're, they're, they're demons from Dark Souls 1. It's a bit like, oh, okay, that completely flew over my head. Um, yeah, yeah, the dead Capras and the dead Taurus demons, like, they're just laying around in piles everywhere. Like, that had no impact for you, I'm, I'm assuming, because no. I'd never seen those enemies no, before. No, exactly. <clears throat> um, I, I'm not actually sure what... what even if I did had known they were enemies, I'm not sure what the significance of having lots of them being dead in that particular area meant. If that makes sense. I... It, th- there's even having played the games and being somewhat like into the lore, like at least enough to uh, know what's going on. I don't understand it either. <laughs> like I'm ready. I'm ready for somebody to uh, come along with the YouTube video or with uh, you know bonfire side chat to get to that area and explain it to me. So <laughs> hopefully that hopefully that'll happen shortly. So. Um, I, w- I was just going to ask you, like, now that uh, you've wrapped up with number three, and uh, I mean, there's probably it sounds like there's some kind of like wavy, like oh, I'll get to them one day. Plans to play Dark Souls one and Demon Souls. Like, are you excited just to see more from software games? Like, I know they've announced like that they're working on three other games and uh, and stuff like that. Like, are you kind of in the hype machine now that you've played all these games and you're like, oh god, I'm going to pay attention to every single press release and I'm going to watch every trailer. Like, are you are you one of those guys now? Or are you uh... still kind of casual about them? Not, no, and not I, using I, casual in that ugly internet way. I'm not <laughs> saying that. <laughs> oh no, I mean I'll definitely keep an eye on what they're doing in the future. I'm like, I'm obviously kind of aware that they've done other stuff for Soul Series which where maybe weren't as well regarded. Like I know uh, there are certain fans of like the Armored Core games, but like I don't think I've played any of the other works. So it's kind of, so not like like oh my god, whatever the abuse is going to be like amazingly like instantly uh, gold. But having said that, like. Uh, I am obviously looking forward to the Dark Souls 3 DLC. I'm looking for, like, whenever that comes out. Uh, I haven't actually done the Old Hunters yet in Bloodborne, so I'm looking forward to going back to that, excuse me, at some point. Ooh. Nice. That's, uh, that's some of the, like, if you like Bloodborne, boy, are you gonna like the Old Hunters DLC. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, exactly, like, I've heard good things, and I enjoyed the DLC areas in Dark Souls 2, like you mentioned, so, like, I've got no sort of, like, qualms that, like, the DLC should, would be, probably gonna be really good. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm cu- I'm definitely curious to know what they'll do next. Uh, like, there seems to be like quite a common consensus of them. Like, it'd be nice to see them do like a science fiction game or just something outside of the sort of medieval sort of setting. Because mm-hmm. that was an that was an yeah, just something point. something different. Yeah, because yeah. like I played Dark Souls three and I was like, this is obviously they've you know it feels like they sped up the combat. Um, 
And I was trying to talk to my guy, my friends at work who were like, who were the ones who were playing Bloodborne with me. And I was like, you should play Dark Souls 3 as well. It's like, it's pretty similar. But like, for whatever reason, they were kind of like, I don't know, they just didn't, weren't inspired by the whole sort of medieval setting. They were just like, mm, maybe. Like, and they never really got around to it. Um, where, where, but if you still ask them about Bloodborne, they'll still go on about how, like, how great it was. Um, so yeah, so it would definitely be interesting to see some uh, like I'm I'm not sure what it would be, but yeah, some other setting from them in in a Souls fashion. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, Peter, thank you very much for coming on and spending you know an hour of your time with me and staying up extra late because the time zone difference is really screwed <laughs> oh, up no, over no, here. Um, I I really really appreciate you coming on and, and and talking with us. This was super interesting. I when I when I asked you to come on, I knew you were, I'd heard you through the twin humanity stuff, but uh, I didn't realize that you were kind of like an anti souls person up until, you know, bloodborne. So that was a really cool, cool story. And it, it keeps with the, this show's theme of like almost every single person that likes the show has, has come on or has been on the show has come on and been like bloodborne. <laughs> so I'm happy to hear more, more of that. <clears throat> can you tell uh, the listeners where they can find you on the internet? Uh, so the easiest way to find me is on Twitter uh, where my, I'm at, Tatsun, which is at T-A-T underscore S-U-N underscore at the end. Uh, that's pretty, and I'll yeah, recommend that. That's a, pro, that's a pro follow. And um, as always, I've been your host at J.G. Greer. You can find this podcast on Twitter at DGUS Podcast. And you can send me your own soul stories for a chance to come onto the podcast at Podcast at gmail.com. As always, thanks to our guest and thanks for you guys listening. I very much appreciate it.